what's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan. That's what the theme song says. Now it's time for Jonathan to start the show. Or, as Ricto over on YouTube is watching already says, let's go. Let's start the show up. Uh, some of y'all I've been talking to over on the Discord. I know a week or two ago, we were looking forward to the election and we're like, hey, maybe we'll do an election night special. Katie and I joked about maybe Katie drinking herself to death. Those are the kind of things we joke about here on Geekscape. Um, yeah, well, that stuff is still going on, so we're not going to talk about the election. I don't want to be the dumb-dumb who's like, oh, yeah, there's some, you know, I'm not qualified for that. I'm not. You turn on Geekscape because you want to hear about the Star Wars. If Katie and I think that we have something to say, maybe we'll say it in a future episode. But tonight, we're not doing that. We have more important things to talk about here on Geekscape, like the fact that the Mandalorian episodes are brand new and they're on Disney+. Plus. We saw that first one. It was awesome. And uh, then we all sat in our homes uh, on Halloween. I dressed as a pirate. Uh, we had a Zoom party. That's something that we're doing in 2020. And you know what? That's just the reality that we live in. And uh, I get to eat all the candy I bought. So I'm not going to complain. There's been a lot of complaining this year. And I don't think you come to Geekscape for the complaints. You come for Jonathan's in-depth analysis about the current X-Men books. They're not very good. Uh, you you want to hear about the Star Wars? You want to hear my ridicule of Batman as a dickhead one percenter and um let's see maybe some video game talk from katie who is a much better host than me and a uh, a much better video gamer no matter what incel bot says uh katie's actually been hiding in my attic so let's go ahead and add her to the show uh katie how are you welcome uh have you had a good week did you have a good halloween yeah it, it was a very fun halloween i put pants on for the first time in probably nine months that uh, was your, your costume was katie 2019 is that what was, your, you went that as? was exactly what it was i called Ooh. it a period costume uh <laughs> because yes. it was from a different era but yes no um i i'm loving your attic by the way it's very spacious it feels a lot like my game room personally uh, katie i will lit. let you know i'll let you know when it's safe and you can um, come down you. And then you can cook for me because I'm 1950s Jonathan. Mm. I'm still going. Mm. I'll do it. I don't care. You know what? If you want want me to cook for you, you're going to get pizza with ice cream is what you're going to (laughs) get. It's going to get weird. Every every single Geekscapist listening just said, can Katie come to my place? Dude, it's the best. You put a, a scoop of vanilla ice cream on a pepperoni pizza. It's the best. I've said this on multiple podcasts, on multiple shows. It's awesome. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, listen, if you're lactose intolerant, I get it. Don't do it, but it's great. Double the ice cream, double the cheese. That's a that is a that's a pretty bad bad thing there. Um, yeah. we, we got a great show today, Geekscapists. Uh, this week we got Krista makes. If you remember, before the quarantine times, Chris was actually on the show in person. I went down to Redondo Beach where he was on part of his solo acoustic tour with a bunch of other solo acoustic musicians that are usually like in bands and stuff. I think the first time Chris was taking the road as an acoustic solo artist, it was awesome. We had him on the show. Remember doing Geekscapes in person? Wasn't it fun? Uh, the only thing I, I, I miss is, is y'all in the comments and watching live. So we got uh, Chris here. He's going to be talking about a brand new book coming out. It's called Blast from the Past. You can actually pre-order it. It's going to ship on December 8th. And you know what? Right around the corner from that, you're going to get a new Less Than Jake album that we also talked about in that February episode before the quarantine times when Chris was on the show. Uh, and now all these things are coming to fruition. So don't think that you've just been frozen in 2020 in some doom year, all right? 
the people who survive are the people who evolve. And nobody has actually been busier than Chris. He started a podcast this year. It's my favorite podcast. I listen to it right away. Uh, and then I go and I post like, hey, I listen to it. It was a great episode. I'm such a freaking stan. It's embarrassing. But I've been a less than Jake and Chris to make stands since like I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, so I'm not going to delay. we got a lot to talk about. Maybe he's seen the Mandalorian. Maybe he is the Mandalorian. Uh, and let's, uh, let's get him on the show. Chris, how are you, man? Great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, we got somebody saying, yeah, Mike Oliveira says, Johnny Quest doesn't like ice cream on pizza. Katie, what do you got to say? You know what? Mike? Johnny Quest is wrong. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah. it's the fact. Chris, have you ever had ice cream on pizza? I, I can't say I have, to be honest with you. That's are the first you time try? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I've eaten big uterus in Japan. I'll, I'll, I'll eat anything. You ate what? <laughs> yeah, we've uh, been very adventurous in our uh, our food exploits around the world. Yeah, I, uh, pig uterus. I had uh, mm-hmm. uh, stomach entrails from an ox. Um, yeah, some weird stuff. That's like delicacy, I think, in some of the British Isles, though. Like, let's not get let's not get too crazy. You know, there's like so you know you know some of Katie's relatives are like, oh, that ain't no thing. We eat that. Like, hey, if you go home for Thanksgiving, you're eating that ox stuff. Katie, yeah. don't lie. Another, another oh, del- absolutely. Another delicacy but- was beef tendon, and it was like chewing on tires, like pieces of rubber. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, where on the menu was pig uterus? Was that like the number one special, or was that like down a couple? You know, I have to be honest. Uh, our our translator, he pretty much orders everything for us when we get into those places. So yeah, he he. I don't know. I'd have to. I'll have to ask him. Was he messing with you, though, Chris? Was he like laughing uh, behind his like your back? Yeah, they they, they get a kick out of it. The the translators is they know that uh, you know old Whitey here hasn't eaten too <laughs> too many big uteruses in his time. So they they like to they like to have they like to have fun with us. Katie, you got to get cultured. That, that they were just at a McDonald's. It's just a Japanese <laughs> McDonald's. Like, they have it on the menu. They have Katie. it on the menu. <laughs> Listen, don't don't be such an American white girl. Like that stuff is. Uh, my brother, before he, I think during WWE, but before he he was on the WWE roster, he was wrestling. You wrestling fans will know what I'm talking about. Uh, he was wrestling for a company called New Japan. I think I think they're absolutely still around. But he would go to Japan and wrestle for New Japan, and the bookers would just fuck with him. They would just straight up mess with him, and he did, he never knew what to expect. And one and there was this one booker in, in Tokyo who would just show up and be like. We got a top flight surprise for you. Top flight, top flight, top flight. Paul comes back to his room and there's a call girl. Oh. And he's like, what the fuck? I just want to go. She gave him a massage and then he just asked her to leave. And he's like, I can't. This is too weird. I can't do it. That's my baby brother. If you're thinking about uh, whether or not the morals run in the family. No, it's just him. Me? (laughs) I would have been like, keep going. And let me invite three friends. And shit's about to get real weird. <laughs> uh, Mike's back with Big Mac with cow uterus and cheese. Mm. That, I think that's a number seven. Or chess, as he spelled it, but yeah. Chess, no. yes, of course. No. <laughs> no, I'm surprised you haven't been doing that stuff like during COVID. Remember the, the whole COVID, like people started uh, experimenting Cooking. with food. Like that was a whole trend uh, where, you Chris, know what did I mean? you like, make bread? Yeah, every motherfucker made bread. What is up with that? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did not make bread. Okay. Yeah. Did you try any other weird experiments or anything? 
No, I haven't. Uh, to, to be completely frank with you, besides raising my children and, and all the other stuff, I've, I, I've, I work about 70, 80 hours a week. I, I, I haven't had time to make bread, but I do love bread and, and I kind of, I'm kind of hungry now and I wish I had some. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now we're making you super hungry for pig uterus and bread. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, Les and Jake fans know that uh, the first thing that they did, because, again, I'm a huge Les and Jake fan, have been, will be my entire life. Right off the bat, touring wasn't going to happen. Lesson Jake said, "Hey, we got to look out for our tour managers, our road people. They, uh, they we got to look out for them. They actually put out some really amazing songs. Three songs. All the proceeds. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. They all went to your road crew. Well, Is some that right? Oh, you put out one song for the road crew, and I think three more. For yeah, them. I put out one solo, and then we put out uh, three three songs. We were giving to to charities during that. Uh, so we were we were giving money to uh, different." Uh, different causes for the three songs. It was called the lost at home sessions. And we did three tunes. We were going to probably record a song a month, but it started bleeding into the new album coming out. We didn't want to, you know, cross pollinate or, you know, uh, you know, be getting into, you know, getting too close to the record coming out. Cause the album, uh, you know, as I had told you earlier this year, we were projecting maybe an April release and it just kept getting pushed back. And uh, now it's December 11th. Cause we were pretty adamant, uh, we told the label uh, we're putting out with Pure Noise that you know we we got to get this thing out this year. It's and I, I think it's a great time to release records right now. People aren't out spending money at shows. They're not going to sporting events. Uh, you know, a lot of bars and bowling alleys and restaurants and things are cluttered. So, you know, some people do have a little bit of you know you know disposable income that they will spend. So I think it's a good time to release music. Yeah, Katie, like, don't, don't be baking bread. Like, this guy, he's making bread for other people who actually deserve it, not you stuffing your face. Okay, Katie? Like, let's be clear. Your priorities are whack. Maybe yeah. they've improved, but they started out pretty whack. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I had weird priorities. <laughs> but it sounds like you have had quite the full plate these last couple of months. I mean, raising kids, you're also creating an album. You're, you're, you're doing a lot. Tell us about, like, how you balance all that. Well, you know, I got off the road last year. We had uh, uh, played one final show November 1st in Gainesville. We played this uh, festival called The Fest. And we immediately went into recording our record. Three days later, we started the album. And uh, we did that for the better part, about three weeks in November. Then we broke for about two weeks. Uh, and then we came back in for like two days in Gainesville and, and recorded some overdubs. Uh, and when I got home in December, I just. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, you know, had a, it's like a reset button. It was, it wasn't a midlife crisis. It was, uh, but it was me reflecting and going, wow, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the back nine, you know, I'm on the second half of my life right now. I'm, I'm middle age, mid forties. And, uh, what else is there for me? And I just, uh, had a friend of mine who was going through something Her father had, uh, uh, passed away a couple years ago. She's had a really hard time with it. And long story short, I wrote a song for her. And uh, it just blew her away and uh, the light bulb went off, you know, and I had already had this book blast from the past in the works. I, I had started that back in, uh, uh, I don't know if you know the whole story with that, Jonathan, or if I, I don't, if I had even told you, uh, so December 5th of 2018, and I'll lead up to what I was just talking about. December 5th of 2018, I uh, put a random post on Instagram and it was a picture uh, just of uh, the past of, you know, the, the, my travels with the band. And I just put a little caption and, and it was funny. Uh, I think that I, I had said something like, I'm going to post one of these every day for a year. 
uh, you know, and, until I uh, pass Roger and Instagram followers, our bass player. <laughs> and uh, JR, sax player, was quick to write. He says, you won't make it two weeks. And I said, I'll show you. <laughs> and uh, it dawned on me about three weeks in. And so this was late December 2018. I woke up one morning and I did my, put a picture up and did a story with it. And I realized that I was writing my book one day at a time and I was going to do 365 pictures within a company's story to it. And that was going to be my book because I had done different outlines over the years. Uh, Dave from uh, Big D and the Kids Table, uh, Dave uh, McWayne had given me an outline of how to put a book together. And I talked to other, a couple other people that had written books and I've read every rock and roll biography there is. I love them. And uh, mine kind of started like everyone else's. Hi, I'm Chris. I was born in Michigan in 1973. And I was like, and I would get a paragraph or two or in some instances, I think I had was up to like two or three chapters. And it just wasn't, uh, in, you know, you know, interesting me too much. And so when I did the Instagram thing, I realized I'm writing my book uh, one one uh, story at a time. So it's kind of just random, the book, and it came out great. I can't wait for people to see it. So I As came we up- all know, writing a book is very easy to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but that's amazing that you found the inspiration by just kind of doing these like daily, almost like reflections in a way. Yeah, it was almost like a reverse journal, you know, it was journaling the past into the into the present. And wow. uh, yeah, it was really, it was really cool to, to kind of, you know, the light bulb go off. And I'm like, you know, the, the realization of, wow, this is what I'm doing. And, and I, I set out to do it. And uh, it was actually at the fest last year that I spoke with, uh, uh, there's a graphic. Jeez, Jonathan, you are on it, man. <laughs> Tech savvy, man. I met with a couple guys from Smart Punk Records and uh, they had never put out a book before. And they said, we want to do this. And they're in through their fans and their enthusiasm was through the roof. And they're a label out of uh, Orlando, Florida. And uh, so, yeah, we, we, we started putting it together last year and uh, it's here. And, and as you know, uh, it's uh, there's all kinds of stuff I got. Uh, I've been, so I'm doing songs with it uh, to promote the book. So I got a seven inch coming out. The first two songs are on that seven inch and I'm going to be recording songs over the course of the next year. So it's kind of like a book campaign for the next year and a half. So every couple months, I'm going to release the next seven inch with new merchandise, new T-shirts. I got a calendar. I got a poster coming out with this. And you can go to, as you see the link there, kristamakesabook.com. It'll take you to the Smart Punk site where all the bundles and everything's at. And uh, it's it's really cool. It came out great. Now, Chris, the, that's new information for me. The fact that you're going to do, remember when the Bouncing Souls did that for their album? They put out a song a month and they, by the end of the year, I think they were putting out through Epitaph. I don't think that they were putting out Seven Inches alongside them, but they'd compiled an album's worth of music over the course of 12 months. It's something that I've told Steve from Punchline to, to think about if they wanted to do like a subscription service. I thought it was what you were going to go with when y'all did your quarantine songs. And maybe that was the plan before you realize you have to pivot to not doing 90 things in a week, Chris, please. Uh, but this is fantastic because I, after seeing you solo um, in Redondo Beach in January, February, whenever it was, I, I sent you a message and was like, hey, there was a song on there, not a Lesson Jake song, one of these Chris to make some originals. And it just blew me away. I think it could be great as a Lesson Jake song. Sure, obviously that collaboration with Roger and the guys works. Um, but this one had you know, you're always bashing yourself on your podcast. We're going to talk about your podcast, but you're the guy who's like, I can't write these lyrics. You're always like, my lyrics are literal. You don't write ephemeral lyrics. And I I gotta say, I disagreed with you that night when I heard this one song and I don't know the name of it. And I don't think it's either of the two songs on this EP, but I'm excited 
or on the seven inch, but I'm excited to see what you come out with over the next year to see if that's one of them because there's an artist in you, damn it, and we're going to yank it out. You're going to find it. Yeah, so the idea of the of the songs, um, well, backing up to what I talked about earlier because it kind of all leads up together. So, um, you know, I would kind of had this epiphany, so to speak, and I just was basically like, well, who am I outside of my band? You know, I know I'm Chris from Less Than Jake, and I've been fulfilled with this, uh, and it's been awesome. But what else is there? So, uh, you know, the book, the podcast, um, you know, uh, other things we'll get into in a, in a little bit of the writing of the custom songs. I, I do video consultations that we, we can, I'll tell you a little bit about that later, but I just wanted to stay busy. And this was all pre pandemic. I had no idea that, that this was going to happen. So I had, had been doing this for, uh, cause we weren't going to, the band wasn't going to tour again until April. So I had January, February, and March uh, technically off from the road. We were, we were going to play a couple shows, which we did. We did uh, two shows down in, in uh, Mexico and one in Costa Rica. And uh, the last show we played was February 28th. We played a casino up in Connecticut. That was the last time we got on stage together. Uh, but I had a, those, those months where I knew that I was predominantly going to be home. And uh, so I just dove into these projects. And uh, once I realized that we're not going anywhere anytime soon, then it, I really, really planted my feet and got, got into it. So the thought of the, uh, the songs with the book, the idea of it was, you know, is, especially these days, you know, like Less Than Jake record is going to get you know, a lot of attention because Less Than Jake is way more known, I guess, than just me, myself, solo. Me putting out a 12-song solo record, it's just going to, it's out and then it's done. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give the book some longevity. I wanted to do a book campaign for like a year and a half. So, you know, the book will come out with the first bundle of all the merchandise and associated items with it and all the stories from the past uh, with two songs. And then every couple months do another uh, two-song seven-inch. So after 18 months, I'm going to have... Basically, my goal is to have uh, 10 songs by that point. I'm going to do like two songs as a holdover, and then I'm going to press it into a full length. That'll be my full length solo record. That's insane. That is just, I mean, but it's a, but at the same time, Chris, it's an incredibly organic, organic way to do it. It's not like you got to the point where you said, oh, well, this is the juncture in my career where the guys are kind of doing their things. And if I'm going to get a window, I'm going to do it. And then you kind of went in and had to make it, like you said, through the the live journaling that Instagram gave you through just this window that came out of doing this anyway through the pictures, it this is all kind of started organically and it has kind of been an organic process. Even if you're hell bent on making yourself work 80 hours a week, which is <laughs> not organic, it is not human. I see some of the productivity that you put into your work, and I'm like, this dude doesn't quit. How much of that was built on this DIY? Uh, attitude that we grew up with and geekscape is i've talked about that for 15 years it's why geekscape exists is growing up in the punk rock scene of austin and putting these shows together and becoming fans of bands like lesson jake and just that whole diy culture is why geekscape is and has always been its own thing um how much of that has given you this let's just call it creative stamina to put out all this prolific stuff well i think a lot you know for me um and Plenty of people do side projects and bands, uh, you know, uh, guys in my band, uh, Vinny had done done stuff outside of the band for years. Roger had done stuff. I just never could get, I don't even want to say the word motivated, but I, I like to, when I dive into something, I like to give it my all. And, you know, when you're in between a tour, as much as we've toured over the years where it's like you're home for two weeks, it's like, 
okay, I'm gonna start writing my book. Okay, I'm gone again. You know, granted, you could write a book on the road, but the distractions, it's just, it's its a different lifestyle out there. It's, you know, trying to, uh, when you're home and you're able to have a regimented <laughs> schedule, uh, it's, it's a lot easier to get things done. So, um, you know, I was able to to look at this differently. Yeah, certainly from a DIY aspect, uh, you know, do it yourself. But, you know, going back to that, whatever you want to call it, that, you know, that realization that I had of like, you know, it's kind of the back half of my life now, like, who am I? And I've been wanting to do stuff outside of the band, but I wasn't even so sure I wanted to do anything and anything involved with music or anything. I was seriously thinking of like, what else could I do? Could I go work for a marketing company or something? Just, just something else to fulfill me outside of the band. And I just kept coming back to, you know, I spent 30 years cultivating this career in the band. I never reached outside of my band as Krista makes. In fact, the one thing that, that was a little, you know, I'm going to say concerning, but, you know, I don't like regrets. But if I had a do-over, you know, I was always Chris from Less Than Jake. That was the punk thing to do in the 90s. You know, Chris, vocal. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you had to be Joe Queer, Ben Weasel, Chris from Less Than Jake. It's the punk, right? You know, it, the, the Ramones ruined it for all of you. Yeah, I never, I never branded myself. So nobody, you know, I had, when I started the Instagram thing, the pictures in December, and that's when I really started doing social media. I really realized I, I came late to the game, but I realized the absolute importance of it about two years ago. And I had like 5,000 Instagram followers. That was just because I was Chris from Less Than Jake. I didn't do anything to gain, garnish those. They just, you know, kind of came. And uh, I'm up to over 16,000 now, which isn't crazy huge, but I, you know, doubled my, my followers just because I, I worked it. <laughs> I never, I never worked it before. And I had to, really let people know who Krista makes was, you know, Chris from less than it's the dude from less than shake. Oh, okay. I know who he is. Uh, so that's, that's really, really what I've been doing is, is trying to get my name out there. And, and I realized that I had 30 years in the business that anything that I want to do, those fans are there. They'll support my projects as long as they're cool. I can't just throw crap against the wall. It has to be, <laughs> Uh, don't under don't, don't overestimate me, Chris. Uh, I've, I've already pre-ordered the album. I've already pre-ordered the book in the seven inch. I got to think of so. Well, you, is there any way that you can mail me crap in a bag? Is there is, like can you sign it or anything? Funny you say that. We do, we do have uh, we call them our super fans and, and God love them. That they'll literally buy anything. I could fart do a paperback. Bold T on YouTube says midlife crisis. Real talk on Geekscape. Respect Bold T. Uh, I didn't say it in my price. I said it. You know. If you're a longtime Geekscapist, like, come on. This this show has been my Truman show. Y'all saw me get married. Y'all saw me get divorced. Y'all saw me do a million things. And just a giant secret, uh, Heidi and I, like, we're doing, like, next stage life stuff that y'all are probably going to be in the passenger seat for, too. Somebody's going to wanna... have a baby. Let me just say this, okay? Because this is a funny story. And... Uh, I'll just say this, Geekscape, is you won't get anything out of me. Uh, this past week, I went to a doctor's office to uh, have the most expensive masturbation session I've ever had in my life, <laughs> just to make sure everything is oh. working. And uh, everything works. I'm half Hispanic. It was going to work. All right? I've, I've got super sperm. But I gotta I gotta, say, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta you tell you. The, you never let the ladies masturbate for a bunch of money. Like it's, it's No, I had to pay... Hot. I had to pay a doctor to analyze this stuff. I went into this thing and it's just like it is in the movies that make fun of this stuff, Katie. It was 
a seat with plastic on it facing a TV with a DVD in like an Ikea rack with DVDs and pornos in it. And I walk and, and Heidi is texting me. She's like, you want me to come with you? I'm like, no, what would you do? And <laughs> I, I, I went in there. I knocked this shit out like a machine because it was the least sexy thing of all time. And I texted Heidi. I was like, all right, I'm going to go grab lunch. You know, I'm done. And she goes, wow, that was fast. I'm like, I've been practicing for this moment since I was 14. All right. <laughs> like you said you wanted to come along. What's next? You going to tell Michael Jordan you want to try and shoot his free throws? We're professionals. Heidi, well, we, we don't need you to do the stuff we've been practicing our entire lives. We're really did, good at it. You did come along. You did come along. <laughs> it was the least sexy thing of all time. It went from midlife crisis to sperm clinic in like two seconds. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would agree. That did make a big jump. <laughs> I just got to tell you, uh, I think what I'm saying is the geeks gave us, they know all of it. Bold teeth. None of this shit is new. You've seen multiple crises for me. Uh, and... And actually, there's a. There's I just a need to that, be clear. I need to be clear, Chris. We are yeah. not saying you're in a midlife yeah. crisis. No. And, and, and both he days, is. I needed to go to a doctor to analyze them to make sure they weren't swimming around in circles. Sure. Uh, but but I, I will tell you in all sincerity that when one thing that whenever I'm writing a screenplay and something that I learned uh, years ago, and it, it works for short films, it works for uh, feature films, maybe it works for songs, uh, maybe maybe not, but. In a script, in any kind of story, a character in the first half of the, the story is pursuing what they want. Halfway through the story, they discover what they need. And so when you think about a tragedy, for instance, it's a character that gets what they need, but maybe loses what they want. Or a movie like uh, that is like a moral lesson, like Precious, uh, what was it, Precious Gems, with, uh, uh, or I think Wolf of Wall Street's one of these, is a character that gets what they want, but loses what, never discovers what they need. So you're like, oh shit, that's like a, a moral warning. But I think it's true for life too. I think that we go through those first half of life, like you said, that first nine, and we are pursuing what we want. And once we get to that point, we start to think, crisis or not, this is what I need. And that is what you start chasing. And it takes you a while to find. Maybe you're like, oh, I want to go work for a marketing company. But you realize what you need and what you want, those are all parts of the same journey. So even though there's a tangent there, you have built an, an established life that is the, pe- the, the the podium to which you're going to move on to the next thing. That is what you've built. You are You deserve it. You earned it. And that's your power. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm glad that I never diluted uh, myself over the years with putting out a bunch of stuff that, you know, again, I, if I'm going to put something, I really want to put my heart and, and, a, and a great effort in it. And I have a great back catalog of work with the band that I can always stand by and that, you know, we can go out and play those songs and people are going to show up and it's a great thing to have. Uh, but this is kind of cool that uh, all of a sudden I'm just boom, doing these projects now. It wasn't like, uh, yeah, he's kind of messed around in the past. This is kind of, uh, you know, uh, new territory, but it's, but I'm, but I'm glad I did it this way. You know, for the longest time I kept saying, should I do a solo record? And, you know, I, it, at some point I just uh, realized, you know, do I really want to do that? And I just didn't, didn't have that creative spark or that passion. And then it just, within the last about year, it just kind of, kind of hit me and it's kind of all become, become crystal clear. And, uh, you know, a big part of this was uh, March of, of this last year when I, you know, I do these custom songs and jingles uh, for fans. Uh, I just wrote uh, and recorded yesterday. I sent it to the person, my 121st 
custom song in nine months. Wow. <laughs> okay. Months. In, do you, in, wait, do you in nine any... months. In nine months. In nine that's months. The, that's the part that's crazy yeah. is the compression of time in which you've done this. Yeah. And do you by any chance want to rebrand yourself as the new James Franco of 2011? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't stop working. Yeah. He's going to show up at everything. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just you know, I'm, I work out of the home. So really it's not like I, there's no travel time. I'm not commuting 45 minutes to a job. I just get up and I come down, uh, my, my studio is down, down in the basement of my home and, uh, I go to work and it's, it's nice. It's nice to be able to, to do that. Uh, you know, so I started doing the custom songs and I wanted a video to go, go with it, an animated video. And, uh, my friend, uh, who is now my, manager chris fafalios uh chris plays you're allowing that guy to manage you i know right it's it's shocking. he's a criminal he's a criminal chris and he's been on this show and he has a show on our geekscape network but i gotta tell you i gave it to him because otherwise it was prison i can't i can't <laughs> with good conscience let that guy out on the street hey, hey, be careful of the company you keep i hear you jonathan i hear you but uh yeah so chris is, is doing that he's also producing uh uh chris to makes a podcast with me and we do that together and uh, so he did this animated video promoting my custom songs. I had hired him for it because I uh, had known that he did that. And it was weird. It was just, uh, you know, I, I joke about him with it, you know, about it now with him. Uh, I say it was, it's kind of like, you know, when you, the, the honeymoon phase where like a week went by and we were, we were talking every day and there were all these ideas going, you know, and finally I was just like, man, I, I realized like we're kind of working together. We're collaborating. We're talking. And. One day out of nowhere, he just said to me, uh, this would have been uh, early May of this year. He said, you need to do a podcast. And uh, my reaction to him was, no, I'm not doing a podcast. (laughs) Everybody does a podcast and most of them are terrible. And um, not you, not John. No, listen, there have been phases. In over 15 years, there are a couple of years I wish I could erase. But I won't out of posterity in the fact that this is a Truman Show and it's going to bury me in the grave. (laughs) <laughs> the Katie, the Katie years are good. Those will be remembered as good, Katie. Yeah, they're, they're not going to like it when your character gets killed off, though. They're not oh, going to like it. Yeah. But then I'll come back as a zombie. It's fine. We'll work on it. We can always hope. You're, you, Katie. Uh, she lives in my attic right now. So, um, Chris works in his basement. I got my co-host in the attic. How was it um, when you started to like collaborate with people that were outside of Less Than Jake? Like, was that something that was kind of groundbreaking for you, or was that something that was like a fun exploration that you might branch out to other regions? Well, you know, I had collaborated with people, over, you know, over the years with just you know singing on a person's record or doing this, so collaborations weren't so much foreign to me. But this was a different aspect of, you know, I'm having someone represent me and I'm working with somebody outside of the band. So it was, you know, something that I'm, that I'm cultivating and creating and the podcast, all it was when we started it was, it was a vehicle to get my projects out there and tell people about my custom songs and about my, I do live one-on-one uh, uh, Zoom video consultations. And this could be anything from uh, song collaborations. I produce songs with people. They'll send me a song two days ahead of time. I'll listen to it. We'll get it in there and break it. And I love it because it, I'm able to produce without being there from the very beginning. Okay. Listen to them write all the songs. I get the song in the eleventh hour, and I get to elevate the song. And I think that's where I shine. And I think it's it's awesome. Uh, I've uh, so I, you know I had all these different things that I'm doing, and Chris was like, "You'll be able to use the podcast as a vehicle for that." And uh, I woke up the next day after he had mentioned to me, and I said, "You know what?" I, I just went on my phone and I just cold texted like twenty rock star friends of mine, 
And uh, it was a week later from that. So within 10 days, that first week, we recorded, I think, almost a dozen episodes that first week. We had like three months of content for the show. We just, I just dove right in and did it. And uh, it's been so rewarding and so cool. And Chris, you know, he was very uh, integral to the, he said, we have to have a theme. It just can't be, you go on and just BS. He says, you know, you have to have, I want you to have a theme. And because you're doing these custom songs, the theme should be songwriting and it should be specific, a, a career defining song from your guest's you know, career that uh, you can discuss, critique, and analyze uh, during, the, during the show. And um, it's been great. Uh, we had, uh, I think it was 65,000 plays last month. I love this show so much. And, and I'm not being facetious there, Chris. You know that I post a comment after every episode. I, I see it there. And uh, you know what, what's great about the show, and we, we ha- Chris hosts a, fim- a similar show about one-hit wonders on the Geekscape Network that is also my favorite show on the Geekscape Network. But what I love about this uh, Krista Makes a Podcast is that – as a filmmaker, I'm a writer and a, and a storyteller. And as a musician, I am awful. But it, getting into music videos way back in the day, and and that was about as close to becoming a musician and understanding that language as I believe I'm going to get. Uh, and that's just associating the audio and the beats and the tones and the bridges and the d- different breakups of the song that I don't even know are the right things with images. And when I listen to the show, I just gained such an appreciation for these songs that for the most part I I'm so familiar with because they're bands that I love and groups that I love. And those thousands of plays you got, I mean, some of these people just right out of the bat, you had John Feldman from Goldfinger on. Then you followed it up with Bowling for Soup. And then you followed it up with just some of my favorite bands. And you got Mark Hoppus on that episode with bananas because it was a fantastic episode. Just ultimately, it was a fantastic episode. But also, the news cycle picked up on it because of the different factoids revealed in it. And ultimately, you're you're just a really good host, Chris. You're, and I think that it comes out of the, some some of the same places that the best. Like when I think I've done a geek, good Geekscape episode, I'm actually interested in the guest. It's not just Jonathan waiting for their mouth to close; they can say some stupid line. Sometimes I'll admit those episodes happen. But you're a sincere guest and you're coming from a place of knowledge and vast experience. And it makes those shows better. Even when you've had an episode, as you've had, where it's someone new, you you aren't familiar with their music. But uh, I'm thinking about the girl in Pittsburgh that Chris had on your show. Yeah, Sierra Sellers. Fantastic episode. I didn't know her from Adam. It's a fantastic episode. I didn't know this last episode, even though I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of Mike Park and the Bruce Lee Band. I didn't know uh, what's his name. I still don't know his name. Yeah, Jeff Rosen's uh, Yeah, Jeff Rosen's talk. But man, I I played that song on repeat all week since listening to that episode. It's just a great educational music podcast. You make a great product, and it comes from I got to give you props. Your years of experience and your extensive knowledge. Well, thank in, in passion. Yeah, well, and you you know it, it would be difficult for me to do a podcast where. Oh, you know, I don't, like you said a moment ago, I don't don't really know this guest or really care for their music and I'm just going to kind of get through it. That's the thing I love about the theme of the podcast is, you know, and there's going to be, I'm going after some people that are like, you're getting him on what? And, And some of these songs 
I, it's not that I would listen to. I would even say that I hate some of these songs, or I hate's a strong word, but I, you know, I highly dislike some of these tunes, but they still interest me and fascinate me as much as a song that I love. Like, What's My Age Again by Blink. I've always loved that tune. Diving into that with Mark, someone I've known for years, was was awesome. But I'd be just as into talking about, I'm not going to mention any bands, but you know, some song from back in the day from a band that, that I, I hated. Every time it came on the radio, I would turn off. I'd love to see what made their head tick and, and how they wrote that song came up with that. That's fascinating to me. And I think that that comes across in the episode. And that's the, been the great thing, uh, which I'd like to plug the uh, Krista Makes a Podcast Facebook group. If you haven't joined it, please do. Uh, it, it's great interaction in there. Lots of fun. Uh, and uh, Chris uh, Fafalios will, will go in there, and uh, Jonathan, as you know, and he'll be commenting. And it was great. He said, what's, what's been your favorite episode so far? And it wasn't just like unanimously like Mark Hoppus or, you know, Laura Jane Grace. It, every guest, all 23 people were mentioned in there by somebody, which tells me that they're tuning in for the content of the show, not just who the guest is. Yeah, and Bold T just subbed. He's going to check out the podcast. So another Geekscape crossover to the Krista Makes Universe. I got to tell you, Geekscape is this building this show and being in, in uh, wait, what were we? Back in 2005, 2006, when I started podcasting and saying I want to do a show where I would get to collaborate with Stan Lee, and we did. Getting, making sure we get to have like amazing people and creators on our show and did. Like, there's like right up there with Stan Lee, right up there with some of the people we've had on the show is the music that I love. And Chris is one of those musicians, like less than Jake. Like you should have seen me in Redondo beach in February, shaking, super nervous, checking my Instagram messages with Chris being like, damn, I get to talk to Chris. I talked to Vinny. And as y'all geekscapists know, we talked to Vinny this summer about his inevitables project. That album just came out. I've been listening to it all week. Fucking love it. Can't wait for the comic. Um, you Geekscapists, like, go support some of these people that hopefully I'm bringing to your radar over Geekscape. And that is what I want to do. I want to, like, if anything, indoctrinate you to make you as messed up as me. But really, I, I, I'm just so passionate about this stuff that I want to share it with y'all. And while you're subscribing to Krista Makes a Podcast, go out there and let me find the little link. Go to lessonjake.com and pre-order Silver Linings. I This is the first Lesson Jake full album, I believe, in five, six years. And it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. I mean, Geekscape, I can't tell you enough. You're going to subscribe to the podcast. Krista Makes a Podcast. It's my favorite podcast. I know. I should be a homer and tell you it's horror movie night on the Geekscape Podcast Network, but it's not. You going to charge me for all this podcast. after we, we hang up? What's that? You going to charge me for all these kind words after we hang up? No, 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 no. Just keep making music, Chris. And, and I'll honestly, like, and I'm being sincere on this one. Um, what I said earlier about, like, the second half of your life, and I'm feeling it now, I'm 41. I clearly had to, like, go and check make sure all the systems were working at 41. I'll be, four, I'll be 42 in a month. Like, I'm starting to discover that life is not about what you want at this stage. It is about the clarity that you achieve at this point and saying, oh, it's about what I need. And the things that I'm seeing come out of you, Chris, and the things that I'm also seeing come out of Vinny or uh, Frank Portman, I'm a big Dr. Frank fan, or some of the comic book artists or actors or directors that we've had on the show, some of the stuff that I'm starting to see come out of you. People have been fans of for 20 plus years 
are some of the best stuff ever. And I know you have to battle an old catalog. You show up to the Less Than Jake show and people just want to hear Losing Streak. They just want to hear Hello Rock You. Y'all are a bunch of suckers because Silver Linings is probably the best album y'all have done. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, sorry. I was. I, I didn't know you were finishing up, John. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, no, that's it. Like, Have you heard the full record? Did you get a copy of it? Uh, I didn't, but I've heard the two songs and I've told Chris, I don't want, I've told Chris with all this, I don't want to do anything. If y'all want to talk about doing a music video down the road or anything like that, I'd love to do it. I've already pre-ordered it. Um, but like, I'm just a fan. And, and, and the two songs that I've heard and this, you know, and, and I'm not going to say anything about like the difference between you. I don't think it's Vinny swapping out on the drum kit or the, the, the lyrics. I don't think it's any of that stuff. I think it's y'all becoming adults and becoming experienced artists and maturing into a different sound. Does that make sense, Chris? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, I think every time we, we go to make an album, we try to push the envelope a little bit and, you know, still still retain who we are, but, you know, try to, uh, you know, do something a little, little different or push ourselves musically. But, um, you know, I was going to say something about, uh, you know, because that's a, a conundrum that artists get into of, you know, I want people to hear my new stuff. And, and of course we do. And that's why we continue to make music because that's why we started this. When we started the band, we were creating songs. It wasn't, we hadn't even played a gig yet. We were creating songs. That was the reason that we did this, which leads to me having this realization later in life of, you know, what am I doing this? I'm creating songs, the custom songs, doing a a podcast about songs. It all goes back to the songs. And, um, you know, I have had a deep respect and, and now I look at it differently to your point a moment ago of, you know, you show up to the gig and people want to hear the old stuff. They want to hear the old stuff because they have 20 years of memories attached to those songs. They don't have, and I talk about this in the podcast a lot and I embrace that now, you know, if, if, when we go out and people will say, and people sometimes even say, man, I, I haven't listened to anything you put out after Hello Rockview or after Anthem, but they're still at the show and they're going crazy. That right there is, is, is validation to me that I ha- we have a back catalog of songs that people love so much and have memories attached to that there's nothing wrong with. I'll even go as far to say, yeah, we're a legacy act now. You know, We're one of those bands that has a catalog that's so vast that has touched people over time, emotionally, lyrically. Um, and uh, I embrace that, you know, I, you know, would love for people to, uh, to hear the new songs and we get them out there as best as we can to get them to hear it. And I think that if you were a fan of less than Jake back in the day, uh, you're going to, you're going to love this record. I think that you guys have been around long enough to be a classic rock band at this point. There you, you call go. yourself legacy all you want. I want to start hearing you on some of those sandwich panels. That is so weird to think that you guys would be a classic rock band. Yeah, Bold T says the horror movie night live scream on Friday that we did to chair Geekscapists who don't know. Uh, it's probably up on the feed somewhere. Uh, but the horror movie night crew, we did do a 15 hour live scream on Friday to benefit scares that cares that came out of our horror podcast. Matt did it. We promoted it last week. And Bold T says that was pretty great. More stream marathons. We got to think about what we would want to do for a stream. I think Matt is the masochist who wants to stream for 15 hours, but maybe if we find like the right amount of artists who want to pop in, 
and do a charity live stream. We're always up for it. That's kind of the vehicle that we built Geekscape for was to support artists and support charities. And if you go to another URL, I'm going to throw you, uh, Chris De makes a difference. Is that right? Chris De makes a difference.com. So every every month uh, we do a fundraiser and we give back. Uh, the first month we did Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Uh, last month we did Gilda's Club of Middle Tennessee, which is uh, uh, benefiting uh, uh, cancer and those affected by by cancer. And this month we're doing uh, Hope for a Day, which is an organization that uh, is uh, making people aware of uh, and it's suicide prevention. So. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to be doing 12, uh, 12 charities a year, uh, one, one, one a month. I run it for the whole month on the podcast, and and it's been great. It's been, uh, you know, Less Than Jake has done our best over the years to try try to give back and uh, use our platform, and and I thought it would be a good. It feels good to give back, and it would be a good. It'd be a good look uh, for for the show. It's a good. It's a good thing. It's. Uh, you can never be <laughs> be accused of, of having that be a bad thing. So it's nice. Well, it, it, when you uh, exist as such a debaucherous man for so long, Chris, <laughs> exactly. you got to give back somehow. But uh, in all seriousness, y'all have, y'all have always the DIY method, growing up with all those groups and seeing how y'all operate with the spirit of charity and the, the spirit of making differences. And it's a very punk rock thing to do is be like, hey, we're going to get involved. We're going to make a difference. It's something that we've wanted to do with Geekscape and we do we do do it we've done a multiple charities like the one last Friday and then Geekscape is this is hitting the Geekscape store these are our Heroes Wear Mask shirts if you pre-ordered it this summer I just wrote a check to the ACLU for 10% of what y'all bought this summer and you all should have your shirts in the mail or there right now but we're going to release those later you'll get an email or something about that I'll post about it but I just got to tell you Chris like I don't do a like a, a shirt like that to benefit something like the ACLU without growing up under that kind of influence that you have all provided. And I know I'm going to continue saying super nice things about y'all, but Geekscape is, I want this to be important. A lot of this show and this brand and seeing us at Comic-Con and doing all the stuff that we do, it doesn't exist without a band like Less Than Jake. It doesn't exist without an artist like Chris. I, I take my, you're just a big influence on me, dude. Like that's about it. Well, you know, and, and we, we're, we're part of that world too. You know, uh, we were, you know, before the comic cons, there were things like Pez conventions, which our first album was called Pez Corps. And we got invited to the Pez convention, uh, up in, uh, I think it was Sacramento in California years ago. And, uh, you know, we've been invited to a lot of the comic cons and, you know, we're toy nerds and collectors and our, our merchandise is just, you know, over over the years, we've had just tons of crazy different merchandise, and and we do different dolls and toys. So the nerd toy collector, we we we, we kind of cross uh, cross pollinate both both worlds, and I think that that's why so many people that are that are into uh, uh, our band are into what you're into, and, and vice versa. You know, and they they work, they work well together. Maybe we'll have you guys at, at Comic Con. I know that we've hosted uh, people like Nerf Herder and and bands like that who all kind of live in your same sphere uh i you know we had dmc from run dmc as our as our guest at the booth last summer all summer um or all comic con um maybe there's a, a collaboration in our future at comic con if y'all can't make it to comic con y'all can represent in person maybe we can have like a a, a chris book signing at comic con have the book there at the booth you could be signing stuff i would play it on your guitar whatever you want to do yeah, that's customizing kind of- songs 
it's it's a forum, you know, it's a platform for you. What I want to do in the future, you know, once we can get back out there and be in front of a live audience, I want to get into uh, all of those comic cons and yeah, once it's safe. Yeah. So let me just get this straight really quick. Um, so, so far you are customizing songs for several people. You are creating a new album. You are writing a book. Um, you are doing a podcast. Uh, you are raising children on top of all- how, how, <laughs> are you juggling all of these different things katie put on pants she just wants to remind you that on halloween katie put on pants so i tried to do push-ups today i did four and i quit (laughs) so oh that's the other thing i do i I do i do crossfit three days a week too man you're making me look like the laziest piece of shit ever (laughs) which is great it's honestly it's uh inspiring and also uh damning for myself but (laughs) how are you juggling all of these things and Talk about your kids, man. I want to hear more. Well, you know, the, the thing about it is literally, uh, you know, it's if I w- were to get up in the morning and go work a quote unquote real job, that would involve me being up at 6 30, 7 in the morning, uh, out the door for probably a commute. Um, and then you get there and you work all day and then you have a commute back home. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to, my kids are young, I wouldn't be able to get to see them too much with that, that type of thing, you know, maybe, maybe the weekends, but then, then the weekend comes and then it's like, you know, a lot of people, oh, I worked all week, so now I'm not going to do anything for, so for me, I like to work every day, but not to the point of burnout. I'm not burned out. This is all passion and I can work for two, three hours. And then I'll hear my children upstairs going crazy, running around. My son's almost four, my daughter's two and a half. Um, she'll be three next March. So, uh, I'm able to just stop what I'm doing and jump upstairs for 45 minutes and play with them and take them to the park, you know, and then I'll come back and work for four, three or four hours. So I work kind of around the clock and then I, you know, pass out somewhere around, uh, midnight, one in the morning and I'm back up at six thirty-seven, and I just do it all over again. But it's not like, oh man, you need to take a break. You're, you're working too much. It, it's not work. It's passion. It's passion. And it's, um, and there is some days where I'm just like, you know what? I, I need, I need to stop looking at the computer. I don't want to play the guitar today. And and I don't, you know, but for the most part, I just uh, enjoy it. And my kids keep me, uh, you know, keep me young. And, and my lifestyle, the band has, has kept me young. You know, I don't think as a person in their mid forties, I, I think uh, I'm still got tons of energy up here and, and, and physically uh, I feel probably better than I did in my twenties. <laughs> well, I'm sure stuff. that CrossFit's helping out. <laughs> yeah. Bold T wants to know what is your favorite toy? I actually own the lesson Jake Pez boy statue. Yeah. That, that, like the vinyl that they all put out a couple of years ago, but, uh, uh, probably put out 20 years ago, but what is your favorite toy? Are you a big toy guy? Not really. No, not like as an adult. I mean, I, you know, I got a Pez collection, you know, but, uh, there, there's, there's been less than Jake stuff that, that, like toys that, that we've done over the years that have been, been really cool. We did like a evolution kit, our mascot. We did a, uh, uh, a motorcycle. Where am I hearing that from? <laughs> um, that was really loud. I think that was outside my window. Uh, the, the riots have started. I got to go put on my purge gear. I've got that clown <laughs> mask around here somewhere. Lock in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Less, less than Jake toys, you know, like stuff like that. When I, when I was a kid, I had all kinds of favorite toys, but. I uh I love the the I think that's what it's called the evolution kid the one that came on the Pez stand I think that's what I have the one that has like the little Pez stand and 
Uh, Geekscapist, if you're a Lesson Jake fan, go back to August or July and listen to the episode I had with Vinny. He's the he's the toy freak who like went and like hunted down the dude who like runs the. Well, I, I don't know what it is. The uh, what are those called? The uh, Katie, those collectibles, those uh, fun codes. The yeah, who, yeah. He 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 went and he started a relationship with the guy who runs Funko, and they have a relationship still. And he learned the secrets of the toy stuff from, like the toys, like the toy secrets from him. And they, it, it's insane. That was a that was an interesting story that I'd never heard. And Geekscape, there's a lot of interesting stories. As big of a fan as I am of Chris and Less than Jake, there's a lot of stories that I cannot wait to read in this book, Blast from the Past. I want to remind y'all uh, right now, y'all. This is this is my birthday is on December 5th. I'm going to have to wait a few days for my gift because I've already pre-ordered them. Heidi comes in and she goes, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? Because they come around the same. I'm like, no, I got it. I'll take care of myself because I already pre-ordered KristaMakesABook.com. I already pre-ordered the seven inch and the, the book and I cannot wait to so hear so much things going on around in your apartment. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, they yeah, found so me, Katie. I think they found you. Katie, something. They found you. Uh, go ahead and, and go to <laughs> go to kristamakesabook.com and find uh, whatever package you want. I, I got the seven inch in the book, but there's also seven inch book, like hoodie, maybe t-shirt, poster. There's a calendar, 2021 calendar. There's a poster. There is a bookmark and there's an air freshener. Yeah. How, how punk rock is that? Check this out. Check this out, Geekscapist. I'll help you out right now if you're watching. Boom. There it is right there. On the screen, if you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook or Twitch, there it is. That is like the whole catalog right there. You got calendars. You got bookmarks. Yep. And the He's whole got book. it all. That's fantastic. An air freshener? I need that for my room. Yeah. <laughs> I need a lot of those. It's going to smell good. I was trying to get it to smell like a pack of Winston's or something. <laughs> that's fantastic (laughs) do you feel uh chris that you're ready to like be re uh introduced to the population like i don't know about you but um i definitely need a lot of these air fresheners at least on my body because i often forget to shower and things like that um do you feel ready to be like i don't know reintroduced into the population uh i mean you know, it, as as long as other people are, I'd I'd go back out, right? But uh, the fans have to feel safe. People have to feel safe. So, and Geekscapist, if you have not seen Less Than Jake live, uh, that for the long time I think was before the internet, before like the word of, like the thing, the word of mouth. The reason you guys got big was because you were an awesome live band, and you've always been a very live, like amazing live band. The energy at your shows it's just a party. I don't even want to call it a concert, Chris. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good time. We genuinely you got costumes. You got. I remember the first time. Amazing. I saw them with like a toilet paper like uh, like blower at Villanova. This is 1997, I think. And and y'all are out there with the whole leaf blower thing, just shooting toilet paper into the crowd. You've got the most ridiculous costumes. So you went through that costume phase. That's going to be in the book. Order it. Krista makes a book.com. Like you just, it's a, it's a party. Katie, I need you to bone up on these guests. I need you to like go and we're going to have a quiz next week. We're going to have less than Jake quiz on the show. Oh, and, uh, very fun. <laughs> and, okay. And your future as my co-host will be dependent on your score. So. All right. Checks out. All right. As long as I can live in the attic still. 
uh, <laughs> Chris, is there anything that you allow yourself to do in your free time other than than work? Yeah, you know the the I call it free time. The free time is just spent uh, with my children. You know, we uh, my wife and I get up and take them to uh, tomorrow. They're going to preschool, so we get up and, and take them there. And you know, they uh, they get you know that's two days a week that that they're there. They love it. They get to get socialized, and, uh, and it's been really good for them. And the rest of the time is that's really my social life. There's, you know, not much going on when I, when I'm off the road now, even if stuff was open, I mean, I live, I live in the middle of nowhere. I live up in the mountains, so there's nothing around. There's no nightlife. I'd have to travel 30, 35 miles to get to, to some nightlife, but you know, I'm, I'm in that second, I'm like, I, I said that back half nine, <laughs> back nine, of my life, not, oh, especially when I'm off the road, I'm not looking to go to concerts or entertainment or certainly be at, at bars and stuff like that. So, you know, my free time is spent, spent with my children. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just imagining you just like living in a cabin in the woods right now uh, with like the best studio in your basement. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah. So I do, you know, live, live about a mile up a mountain. I'm uh, we're. I think Katie just wants you to join her like online gaming clan. Yeah, that's so that, that's what she's getting at. She's like, "Do you have enough free time to join my uh, Twitch stream and have, play video games with me?" Do you have Katie, an listen, Katie, you literally put on pants for your Halloween thing. We're gonna 2022, okay. 2021 is gonna be, be a better year for you. Uh, and Geekscape, so I want to remind you, there's the cover. If you're watching this on the stream, to Lesson Jake's forthcoming album, Silver Linings, uh, that comes out. December 11th. That's the second half of my birthday gift that begins with Blast from the Past and the 7-inch. The second part's going to be that album, Silver Linings. I can't wait for it. We talked about it earlier in the show. It's going to be awesome. Um, and Jake over on YouTube says, fuck, I love Lesson Jake a little more each passing year. Stay awesome, my friends. You too, uh, Jake. Thanks for watching and listening. Um, and, you know, Bolt T has a question. He says, Jonathan subtly threatens Katie. She asks real questions to the guests. Great combo. <laughs> Katie, I'm so glad you're my co-host. Yeah, that's okay. So glad. Great threats. It's it's fun. It's a great thing about being a woman. Geekscape is that don't want to hold. Uh, Chris has to go and do like 15 more things tonight before he hits only the four. Hay. The hay. <laughs> He's got about 14 more hours before he gets to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those kids are going to be 15 years old, and he's going to be like, "Oh, I stayed on this stupid podcast," and Jonathan talked about. We aren't going to repeat that one. Pez. Uh, Chris, thanks, dude, so much for not just being a friend, being a friend of Geekscapes, but the output that you're doing as a fan. I love being able to have multiple uh, Chris to makes experiences a week, whether it's the podcast, the posts on you know, social media. Again, go to, uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, just click over and go to Chris to makes a podcast Facebook group. Go apply for membership. They'll let you in. Chris Fafalios is in charge. Tell them Geekscape sent you. Uh, and we'll talk to you there. What's that, Chris? I said, there's no lock on the door. Come on in. <laughs> no lock on the door. I was just going to say, Chris, is there anything that you have not promoted yet that you're working on? Like, uh, what's your address? You know? Yeah, where... I know. No, I, uh, no, I think I, th- I think we covered it. You know, I just want to uh, thank you for taking the time to have me on the on the show again. And I wish you guys nothing best in your endeavors. Well, we'll talk about the album in early December when it comes out, Geekscape. So I'll be talking about it on the show. We don't know who the guests are going to be. I uh, I just keep them coming. I have so much fun doing the show. Thank you so much for like, if you've been a Geekscapist this whole time, that I know you're out there. It's probably Matt Kelly. Uh, 
dude, you guys are growing up with me. And that is amazing. Um, and we will be doing this in person again very soon. Uh, as we've said on the show before, Katie and I's plan and why I brought Katie in to be my co-host was Katie and I were going to start doing live shows once a month here in L.A. in front of an audience. And we we're going to do something like episode 400. If you remember episode 400, it felt like a late night show. It had We had the Suburban Legends as our house band and we had guests and we had so much fun doing that show live. Uh, we, I wanted to do that once a month and we still have that as a goal. So what I want y'all to do is I want y'all to stay safe. I want you to practice kindness. I want you to keep being productive. Uh, hopefully you're inspired by Chris as much as I am. He's definitely like, if he keeps putting out output, I'm like, I'm going to keep making stuff because Chris keeps making stuff. Um, so I just hope that, uh, y'all are, are out there no matter what's happening in the world at large. I know this has been a rough year. Geekscape is sincerely. I want y'all to practice the tenet of Geekscape and don't give into the hate. We have the shirt. You can buy it on the Geekscape web store. Don't hate create. And we really mean that. Like when things get dark, that is just a reason to throw some of that fuel onto that fire that you feel and make a song, write a story, go and start a blog. You saw what Chris did and it turned into a book. Like just start sharing and you never know who's going to read it. You never know where it's going to end up. It might be the beginning of a new career. It might be the beginning of a new hobby, a new passion. Don't let fear take over. Don't be like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Just go out there and do it. Listen, we're playing with free money. Nothing in 2020 is really mattering right now. So just go out there and inspire yourselves and, and inspire each other. And that's what I got to say about that. Um, Geekscapist, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all the socials. Just search for Geekscape. Be part of our fan group on the Facebook page, on the Geekscape Forever page. Um, and obviously, pick up anything. Just Google Krista Makes. Get that Listen Jake album. Go to Krista Makes a book. Pre-order the book off a of smartphone. And if you're making a little extra scratch this 2020, go to Krista Makes a Difference and put it towards a charity that is deserving. I love what Chris and Chris are doing over on their podcast. And every one of their charities has been awesome. Um, Chris, I'm excited to see what's next. I think it's all that I have left to say. Perfect. Thank you, guys. I'm, I'm excited to see what's next as well. Uh, for Katie and Chris, Geekscape Forever, thank you so much for joining us tonight and this week. And you'll hear from us next time. Keeps gave us over and out. Much love. Good night. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.